0: Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, We have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host Ken Cook and co-host Mike Mueller.
1: And say hello to Mike (laughs) Mueller, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) How is Mike today? Can't really
2: do a chicken sound. Uh, Doing well.
1: Yeah, yeah. uh, You're traveling cross country on a race today. Is that correct?
2: Uh, actually, I'm I'm still at home. I'm leaving for, and not really cross-country, only a couple of hours away, for a big mountain bike race, big bicycle festival down in Monterey, California.
1: Well, you know what I say. Hello, man. That's what I say. <laughs> hey, how about, uh, do you have your tea handy, Mike Mueller?
2: I do have my tea. Let's do it.
1: I think we should cheers, old mate. Now we're ready So I want everyone to take a deep breath and relax Because today We're going to take it easy you ever seen the movie um, Nacho Libre?
2: I've seen parts I don't think I've made it through the whole movie
1: I believe it's one of the silliest movies I've ever seen
2: It has Jack <laughs> Black in it
1: So what else do you yep. have to say? But it also happens to be either my wife's favorite or one of her favorite comedy movies. So I've seen it approximately 20 times. Uh, And sometimes I will hear a phrase like, take it easy. And that uh, just reminds me of that movie. Anyway, uh, yeah, you should watch it. You should sit down, get some popcorn, and uh, watch Nacho Libre, even if it's not Taco Tuesday. Well, it's been a week since we've talked. A lot has happened. I noticed you put some show notes in uh, and a couple of them that uh, I actually got into discussion about that first one there on Facebook. And we'll get to those in just a minute. Uh, But I want to start out with our new segment. By the way, thank you for listening. If this is your first time tuning in, um, just um, and Mike doesn't know this, I just checked our stats and our listenership is up tremendously. Uh, over oh. what it was when we restarted the show. Uh, back when we were doing the show regularly, we had several shows uh, where we had tens of thousands of listeners. We're not back to that point yet, but we're approaching it. We're getting we're getting closer. Uh, so that's that's a little bit of good news. What do you think about that, Mike?
2: That and okay, so that's amazing. We've had some wonderful guests, but nobody uh, like. Uh, recently, we've had some wonderful guests, but nobody recently like the the likes of Guy Kawasaki, you know, uh, Brogan, those kind of people that are going to draw the big numbers. So, mm-hmm. wow, I'm I'm excited. That's cool. Yeah,
1: longevity has its value. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: but since uh, we've come back on, we've added a couple of segments, and and one of them we haven't done for a couple of weeks. And if I can put it together by the end of the show, we'll do rapid fire because uh, I do like rapid fire. And it will be a total surprise to Mike and I because it's not in the show notes. Uh, But we Mm. have added a segment where we highlight a tool. I'll highlight a tool, and Mike will highlight a tool. Sometimes I go first. Sometimes he goes first. But we talk about things that are relevant to social media, uh, advertising online, your digital presence, and things like that. Um, I also am on a cybersecurity team uh, and talk about those things a lot. So it's kind of interesting that both of our tools today are somewhat related to that. In fact, Uh, Mike's tool, I sent out a memo to my cybersecurity team about that, uh, and I can't wait to talk about that with Mike. But I'm going to start today, Mike, uh, because it's travel time. People are going around and and using uh, Wi-Fi at uh, Starbucks and even at their motel Mm -hmm. room, uh, at the airport and things like that. If you're using your laptop, Uh, specifically, uh, it's very important that you kind of protect your transmission from prying eyes because it is very, very easy to hack Wi-Fi, extremely easy. Literally, anybody could do it with just one little download. And they can intercept your stream. They can spoof you. They can trick you. They can do all kinds of things. So here's my tool of the week, and it's called the Tor Browser. If you're not familiar with Tor, it's the Onion Relay. It's a special way of communicating kind of outside of the normal Internet uh, using the Internet. So it's 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 not really the dark web. It's a way to access the dark web, and it can be used for regular things like doing your banking, paying your bills, checking in and out of hotels, and any other kind of things that you want to do online. Uh, it works just like any other browser. Um, there are two things for Tor. What, you're, what we're talking about is the Tor browser. There's also the Tor server, uh, which you probably mm-hmm. don't need. Uh, but the Tor browser helps mask your identity, and it has some really good security features uh, to make sure that your your data is safe or I'm not going to say completely safe. Um, but one of the big important things is the hackers can't follow you across the country because the Tor browser won't let them do it. So that's my tool for the day, Tor Browser, uh, just Google Tor Browser and uh, download the one that's appropriate for your system, whether you're using Windows, Mac, or Linux.
2: And I just I just did a Google search, and actually I put that in the chat room in just a sec, but I just did a Google search, and it came up beautifully, nice and easily. Um, interesting. So you know what, I'm going to use that. Now, that said, uh, i got to ask you, typically um, – you know, I sign into sites securely. So even if I'm, no matter what, I'm going to sign into sites, most of the sites that I go to, and we've talked about this in prior shows, I'm going to sign in securely. And that said, going over like a public Wi Fi, how secure am I signing into sites securely? So,
1: like you know, Facebook. Your, your, your communication is encrypted. If you see that little HTTPS, mm-hmm. all of the communication between you, and that site is encrypted. Now I can still download it. I can still grab it, but it's just going to be a whole lot more difficult for me to read what it says. Uh, that said, there are some uh, there are some tools out there for specific sites uh, that allow decryption for specific information, and, and those are available to hackers
2: there's a lot available to hackers these days.
1: There is a tremendous amount available to hackers.
2: <laughs> Interesting. Okay, moving on to mine. because um, we are talking about Wi-Fi and uh one of the things that um well, they're in the in the world of WordPress, Wordfence is a very valuable plugin and lots of people use it, lots of people like it, but they're also, they're doing a, a really good job of telling people. Well, recently there was, there was a, a whole kind of hack that was happening on specifically older WordPress sites. And what happened was they did a little research on this and because they saw all these sites getting hit. And they did a little research and found out that it was coming from people's home routers because they mm-hmm. tracked down the IP address. So they actually created. They they talked about this and said, "Hey, you know, blah blah." blah. No, you know, I I wouldn't have any idea on, you know, is my I don't have virus protection on my home router. You know, nobody really knows anything of them. They just plug it in and it goes, and mm-hmm. it either works or it doesn't work. But they came up with this wonderful tool. Um, so. I'll put a, a link to it in the um, in the chat room, but they, you could just search WordFence and check your router as a search, and down at the very bottom of the article, they'll tell you all about it, but then they have this quick little link, and you just click on it. If you're at home, of course, using your home router, and it will check your router for you. And it's absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. I don't know what well, would it, happen if your router showed up as being hacked, but my router checked out safe.
1: Well the important thing there would be to uh make sure that you update your um your your router's operating system uh and you can do that through your through your router wall itself. Um totally lost my point. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know where it
2: is. <laughs> to me this is, you know, this is really love what WordPress does. They've got a great plugin that's free. They've got premium services things like that. And this is doing creating little tools like this. They're making no money off of this. They're somebody worked on this, created this tool, they put it up, and it's a phenomenal thing for people to go out and check. And like I said, I have no idea what happens if your router shows up as bad with their with their tool. Maybe they give you directions on how to fix it, but
1: yeah, they they did. There are directions in there. If you read on down, they'll send you to another instructional page where you just want to update your router. Uh, what happens is it's easy to find a router that has, uh, I don't even know if this was in the article or not, but there are many routers that the default root password is password. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can see that router and you can get the IP address of it, you can hack it. Another thing is, and I believe this is what, that particular hack was about is uh, I think it's port 7575, I can't recall. Uh, is open for, let's say, if you got an Xfinity router and you're having an issue with it and you call Xfinity, the way they get into your router mm-hmm. is by using port 7575 or 7554 or something like that. That port 47 is, open, is actually
2: 7547.
1: 7547, I was close. Uh,
2: so it, it
1: that, that port is actually open on a lot of routers. But if the password, if the root name is root and the password is password, or if the admin uh is admin and the password is password or admin and admin, which is the way a lot of them come out of the box, uh
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you got a problem. So if you can change your admin password, change it. If you have access to root and you can change the root password, change that. When when the uh Xfinity calls to work with your router, they're not going to be able to get in, so you're going to have to give them the password. Uh and then change it again later. Because that's one of the easiest ways for people to get into your to your home network system. But uh I my original point was you can use that to check any Wi Fi that you're connected to. So for example, if you're connected at Starbucks and you run that tool and mm-hmm. it says that it's got a problem, then you can just alert the manager, hey uh look, you guys have this uh uh you have this <laughs> bug in your in your router there. So yeah, good uh-huh. stuff. You tried it on your uh, you tried it on your home system.
2: Yeah, and it came up with your router is safe. Yay! Yay!
1: Cool. All right. Well, we have a uh, another segment coming up, and uh, Mike has done most of the homework for this one today, which makes me feel really good. That means while he's doing the news,
2: I can put together rapid fire. Mike Mueller. <laughs> Ah, in the news today. That was my news voice. In the news <laughs> today. Um, now we're just, just looking back at, at some of the wonderful things. You put up something. I I wanted to start with this one because you put this one up. Um, mm-hmm. Burger King uh, and Google and their home assistant uh, and messing with people. So Burger King put up an, a, an ad. I didn't see the ad, but apparently it would make your your – I'm going to call it your Google's version of Amazon's Alexa, um, go off and (laughs) turn it on and and mess with them. And uh, so I know in in just following what was going on, like on Twitter or what have you, um, just as I saw it happen, but Google came out and basically blocked it, turned it off, and then uh, I believe Burger King found a way around it.
1: Oh, I hadn't heard that. I know that uh it was just the voice in other words, you could still say um, Okay Google. Oh yeah, but what were the keywords that they were uh, blocking? It was yeah, they, uh, were,
2: they were doing what's something a Whopper? about um, Yeah, what is a Whopper burger? Yeah, and
1: that's what
2: it was. It was Yeah, and then Google's uh Google Home would go and start doing its thing. And then the um, Google came out and and fixed that. But then I also heard that uh, they turned around and (laughs) tried to to get around it and actually got around it. But uh, that's very, you know, advertisers will screw up virtually everything. If there's something (laughs) that they can mess with, they will screw it up. And I thought that was just, I thought it was, uh, I'm going to say harmless, but nah, okay, not so harmless, but it was it was just a fun play. Good job for for Burger King.
1: Yeah, it was a little battle. It kind of, reminds me of the battle between the radar detectors and the police department. Uh,
2: yeah. Mm, What's next? There you go. Well, uh, today, um, well, today's we're going to ruin the evergreen part of this whole show. But today's tax day. Today is also the F eight conference, and if you're not familiar with that, that is the conference for Facebook developers has nothing to do with facebook other than developers and it's kind of like the inside thing uh it's always held out in in my land which uh usually has been san francisco but now they're putting it down in san jose um which is right down the street as far as that goes right down the, the freeway but um uh, big thing is uh, Zuckerberg's going to give his keynote, and just like any, you know, like the Macworld conference and all that kind of stuff, and, and we're going to, you know, here's here's what we're going to work on and this and that. But a uh, couple of different things they're coming up with, or at least we think that they're coming up with, is they're going to work a whole lot harder on augmented and VR um, stuff that apps can do within Facebook or using facebook as far as echo so that's going to be a big push a lot of this is in the conference i I typically will watch the keynote because um zuck will be really telling developers here's where i want you to go with your development kind of thing and here's the tools that we're going to announce and things like that um the you know the other thing is they kind of forced everybody into getting messenger on your on your phone So you've Mm -hmm. got the Facebook app, but then you've got to have the the Messenger app as well. And part of that is because they just wanted to split it off. And they're going to be announcing, I think, a whole bunch of new funky features um, today. This is when it all gets rolled out is today. And, well, it'll get rolled out slowly, but they're going to announce it today. So you might see a whole bunch of new things coming to your your messenger, which I actually use the desktop messenger as well, and I got to say I like that.
1: Hmm. I do not. Uh, in fact, I prefer not to use the one on my device. But uh, like you said, it's pretty much forced to do that now. Uh, I do like the fact that they call it the F8 conference. Um, I think everybody that's ever used a Windows machine knows that F8 means reboot in safe mode, um, <laughs> and that's that's kind of the idea behind uh, behind what they do there. So uh, a couple of things about Facebook that are annoying to me. Uh, the new background colors for posts is beginning to yes. annoy me. Thought it was a novel idea at first until everyone discovered it. So I'd like right. to F8 that. <laughs> uh, and the other one is uh, it still baffles me as to when you can click the camera button on a post and post a video directly from your device. So if I want to reply to something that Mike Mueller did and I don't feel like typing and I've got my camera in my hand and I'm setting out on the back deck enjoying an adult, adult mm-hmm. evening. Uh, and yeah. I just want to say, Mike, that was a really great post. I don't want to type. I don't want to talk into my phone like that. I just want to do a video. When can I do that, Mike? Why are there sometimes I can do that and sometimes I cannot?
2: Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, maybe they'll, they'll address that because it's part of i think part and they've had a bunch of issues in the last just to say they've had a bunch of issues in the last like uh 2 weeks or so they came out with a new format for groups and things like that but along the way uh people weren't able to tag things i saw a lot of things a lot of a lot of wonkiness happening on Facebook as far as that goes but yeah that would be great you sent me a sound file the other day uh Facebook messenger
0: you said yeah, I'm not hey, sure how i this did off. that
1: oh yeah neither one of us still know which song that is maybe we should play it on here and see if any of the listeners know
2: oh there you go
1: uh Uh, yeah so you to the conference you're looking forward to the
2: conference yep i want to see what's coming out yes
1: me too and we'll do a follow up next week and let you know what came out because mm-hmm. we're we know work. Johnny on the spot, hot with the news. Hey, uh you said you tried to play with the new Google Earth and um didn't work on your Mac, but it did on your Chromebook? What?
2: Uh, how weird is this? So uh, well Google Earth, Google blah, 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 the new Google? Google Earth launched today as far mm-hmm. as that goes. And so um that was that was wonderful. I love Google Earth for some things i don 't typically use it a whole lot on my Windows machine. If you remember way back if you haven 't used Google Earth in a while, you actually had to download the whole big old program and it mm-hmm. wasn 't a website as much as it was a program on your computer mm-hmm. well it's much more web powered um But uh, it came out today. I put it in the show notes, and uh, I was – actually, when I put it in the show notes, I was on my Chromebook, and I went, wow, this is really cool. And I came upstairs into the studio and went to look at it on my Mac because my Chromebook is weaselly-powered. I mean, it's nothing. Mm -hmm. My, My Mac is a MacBook Pro, you know, it's got everything. And it will not load. It actually gives you a message that says, Your computer does not support WebGL graphics acceleration. Google Earth cannot be loaded. Please try another device. Not anything like, hey, you gotta update your flash or you've got to do this or you've got to do that. You just can't use this. Walk uh, away well, you know, another computer. You know
1: what I say about that, right?
2: Hmm?
1: Hey, uh, look, Look, if people don't know this, and they may not, did you know you can actually kind of advertise on Google Earth? You can kind of advertise your business on there, Mike. Did you know that?
2: Does that mean they have to paint my roof?
1: I would, but uh, no. Uh, you just <laughs> got to put your business in Google Places. But, uh, yeah, painting your roof might be a oh. good idea, too.
2: Yeah, that's true. You could. Absolutely. Google yeah. Places come up.
1: Yep. People don't realize that, but when you're in the area and you're looking at the view from that area, your business uh, will show up in there. So, yeah, that's interesting. That, but, you know, I guess the thing that's not so crazy about it is that Google Earth is a Google product and uh, your Chromebook is also a Google product. So there's been a little war about uh-huh. maps between uh, between Google and, uh-huh. uh, and Mac. Um, Windows just latched right onto it, as did Linux. So I don't know. Hey, you know, this next one, this one's kind of bothered me for a while. Uh, You ever gone to a website and using Chrome and you're Mm -hmm. trying to read something and the page keeps jumping and then you'll scroll down a little bit and it'll go back up to the top and then you'll get halfway down and it'll all of a sudden, you ever had that problem?
2: I have it uh, more often than not. Um, and actually, uh, you and I talked about this before. You would send me links to something on, uh, you know, like Mashable or what have you, and they put a big mm-hmm. old, they load a huge banner ad up at the top a lot of times, and your your ad blocking would totally block it. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know what, I've got to, be, I, I got to click on this on my phone because on a desktop, it's going to load this huge thing and it takes me forever to get to the article kind mm-hmm. of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the part of that, uh, that scrolling and jumping thing was actually uh, the way that Chrome was coded. So they have now released a uh, new uh, update that has what's called scroll anchoring. So wherever you have scrolled to, It locks the page right there. And part of the issue with it before was that you know images don't load uh, until you pull them into view. They'll start preloading, but once you get into view, then they'll load, which changes the layout of the page, and Chrome didn't know where to go. So now with the new uh, update, Chrome will lock in to where you have scrolled, and whatever needs to happen will just happen in in plain view of you. So I'm... uh, I don't use Chrome as much as I used to. I use Firefox probably 95% of the time right now. Um, I got so aggravated at Chrome for just, it would load up and just slow down and finally stop. And then I'd have to control alt delete, go into my managed programs and kill it. So uh, maybe I'll give it another shot. What do you think? Do you think I should?
2: Yeah. You know what? It still locks up on me every now and then, so. I don't think they've changed anything in the reason you moved away.
1: Uh, Well, I'll give it a try, just to try the the scroll lock and see if that makes any difference. Hey, we're going to take a short break. We're going to be right back in about a minute and a half.
2: Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website. I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website. And then I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out RWEConnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners.
1: With your website, can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at TheKenCook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. That's my idea of work right there. If I can get my website to work for me, I'm golden. <laughs> That's what mm-hmm. I want to be. Mike, you're an avid cyclist. You love to ride the bicycles. Is that correct?
2: True. Absolutely true.
1: So, if you saw an ad that said something like um, "You're a really lousy cyclist, but we can teach you to be better. Would you
0: be
2: Ooh.
1: interested in clicking on that
2: um, no no, no no and and mm. you know, so I track all of my all of my rides, all of my performance gets tracked with an app." Um, cyclists use uh, primarily i 'm going to say we use uh, one called Strava, and so yeah, they could they could actually talk about big data, they can go in and, and tell me how bad of a cyclist I really am.
1: <laughs> well, what if you saw an advertisement that said something like, "We recognize that you are an awesome cyclist. We would like for you to visit our whatever." Just to show you what we Mm. have. Would you feel good about maybe visiting that just to see what it is?
2: Yes, I would.
1: Now, you've done advertising offline and online. I've done it offline. I've done radio, television, newspaper, magazines. um, Mm -hmm. Political campaigns have a tendency to go really negative and they just really attack. I I don't know about you, but Mm -hmm. if I'm watching a political campaign, what I'd really rather hear about is what this person has actually done and what they intend to do. Really Mm -hmm. don't care too much about hearing them telling me how awful the other person is. I'm assuming I'm kind of common in that, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. Well,
1: it's kind of the same way with business. Um And I'll use a business that my wife and I had, a very successful business that we had. I, we would joke amongst each other about what we could do that other companies couldn't do. And and, I, and I'll use Countrywide for an example. They ha- came out with an ad that said, "Countrywide, we do what no bonnet, no other lender can do." Well, yeah, and a bunch of you ended up in jail for that too. By the way, um, so we had. <laughs> We had a specific product that was available to real estate investors, and that's what we talked about. And we would start out our advertisements with things like interested in growing your real estate investment portfolio using our money. Well, of course. Well, what if we came on and we said something like, our competitors really stink. They can't do nearly what we can do. Oh Only we can do this. Which, um, yeah, ya one point was kind of true that we were one of the few people that, that actually did it. I mean, which one of those mm-hmm. would make you feel more inclined to do business with us?
2: Well, I tend to go, you know, I tend to go with the first one.
1: Mm-hmm. I,
2: I, You know, I think all of us, we tend to work with with the positive side. hmm
1: Well, I think pretty much everyone that's listening would know who Maya Angelou is, uh poet laureate from the Freedom movement in America. Uh, very prolific poet. Great words of wisdom. A uh, lot of things she said very, uh, very, very poignant. And one thing she said was, "I have learned that people will forget what you said, but they and they will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel." And even the toughest of us has to recognize we're emotional creatures. Uh, I. I mm-hmm. I put in the notes that uh even the uh maybe I didn't put it in there I put it somewhere that oh yeah I did even the toughest meanest woman on the planet she's not going to keep going shopping at some place that makes her feel unappreciated if they don't have the styles that she wants if they don't uh you know keep it in her size, if she just doesn't feel appreciated, if nobody comes over to greet her and ask her if they can help, even if she's standing around looking, doing the 360 radar for a, a associate uh, spin, if she's not yeah. appreciated, she's not going to come back. If she is appreciated, if somebody's focusing on her, she's going to go back. Uh, same way for you mm-hmm. with bikes, right? You're You're not going to go to a shop that never has anything that you need or Yeah, I'm going to use a local shop here. We have a a small engine repair shop, and they're they're pretty big. They do a lot of commercial work. And, of course, I'm just a small individual. So when I go in, I'm needing a spark plug or a belt or something for my mower, right? I've been in there twice. You would think that I went in there, walked up, slapped their mama, and spit on their cat and kicked their dog. And that's before I even get a hello from them (laughs) (laughs) at the counter. I'm never going back. I don't care if they're the only person in town that has it. I will go to Amazon (laughs) and order my part. In fact, I do. I go to partsplus.com and get my parts from there. So the bottom line is what we're talking about here is how do you feel when you read somebody's Mm -hmm. ad or visit their website? Mike, can you think of any examples either way that stand out?
2: Uh, you know, as far as, um, and I, I, it kind of plays off of, I'm going to say it's a, I don't want to say gamification, but it's it, a lot of companies are, you know, when you upload something or you do whatever action, a lot of websites now these days will will give you that that pat on the back, hey, that's great, thanks for the upload, or what have you, in non- corporate terms, let's say, so in real human terms, like somebody actually typed that in and said, wow, that's awesome, you know, and, and that happens a lot in, um, in different, I'm going to say, uh, consumer-generated um, sites, you know, where the the content is consumer-generated or what have you. They're really good about doing things like that. And, you know, that's on the good side. hmm
1: there are a lot of bad examples. We don't really even need to get into those. But the sites that I have a tendency to gravitate towards immediately make me feel welcome. Uh, mm-hmm. I, a couple of news sites don't make me feel very welcome. I have to go there because I want to get the news. Uh, and the Wall Street Journal is one. Have you ever visited the Wall Street Journal and waited through their three-second huge overlay ad to get to your content?
2: That you know that makes me feel you know unwanted is the best way to describe it.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's not an advertisement. It's some uh, innocuous quote from someone. Now, it may be that they're background loading the page, and instead of just showing you the little loading wheel, that they're giving you that. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's several things, and just think about this. I can't really get into hundreds of examples, but they do exist. You, as an individual, speaking to the listener, um when you visit someone else's website, what happens there? How welcome do you feel? Are you required to give an email address before you access the site? I don't know if you've been to some of those sales sites, but there's one I was going to go to to shop for some shoes for my wife for Christmas last year. They wouldn't even show me the website until I gave them my email address. No, ah, uh, but I yeah. did. I did give them an email address, but it wasn't mine. It was, I think it was Mike's. Uh, <laughs> but, there are formulas. There's a science to it. There's a psychology to it. And in this social environment that we're in today, uh, we've just come through an extremely brutal presidential election here in the United States. I understand they've got a pretty brutal election going on in, in Great Britain right now, in England. Um, just think if your business can be kind of the anchor of peace in that in that time point. If you can come out with something that absolutely just makes people feel like they're taking a little mini vacation away from all of that in the middle of the social media stream. How valuable do you think that would be, Mike?
2: Absolutely. And, you know, I think I think really it just takes – I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot of work at all. I've started, you know, just personally myself, I've started uh, even even though – I was still doing this. I've started vocalizing when, when somebody calls me up or when somebody has an inquiry or somebody has, you know, Hey, I'm thinking about a website or what have you. I will respond as, as fast as I can. So it might be on Twitter. It might be on Facebook or what have you. And I respond mm-hmm. as fast as I can to them. And I say, Hey, you got time to chat. Let's talk about this. Not a sales mm-hmm. thing, but just let's talk about this. And I'm, mm-hmm. And I've always been, uh, but I'm vocalizing this to them. I'm genuinely interested in your project, and I'm giving them. You know, I don't. I'm not going to give them. You know, critiques, heavy critiques, and and just you know the hard. No, nah, that's stupid. That would be really dumb if you did that. I'm interested in the project. I'm going to paint everything. You know, in a nice side, but I'm. I'm really going to, I'm, I'm going to have a specific interest in this. And I think that's great as far as that goes. I, I like what you're doing kind of thing. And I think that really makes a big difference.
1: Yeah, people want to be appreciated. Uh, they want to be recognized. Uh, they want to be uh, made to feel welcome, made to feel like their opinion mm-hmm. matters. And a lot of the yelling and fussing that goes on is because people don't feel like their opinion matters and they don't feel welcome. So then it turns into just a verbal bloodbath. Uh, And, you know, I'm a little guilty of stirring things up from time to time. Uh, I don't take an attack. I I ask a question knowing what the result is going to be. But I only do that in my personal side. And really, that's I do it for growth for people. And a lot of times, um, my goal there is to uh, let us educate each other, even when we disagree. And sometimes I have to come to the defense of, of my friends amongst each other because they'll just start thumping each other over the head. But if you can if you can find a way with your business to interject into that conversation in a peaceful way or a welcoming way or saying, hey, you know, let's uh, come, come down and enjoy a smoothie at Jack's Smoothies and uh, Cracker Jack's over here on the corner, uh, I, I think is an opportunity for us to lighten things up and, and give people a kind of a respite away from all that stuff. But what mm-hmm. I would like for the listeners to be actually thinking about is what does your website say? What does your advertisement say? What does your email say? What does your social media profile say? Uh, does it make people feel welcome? Does it invite them? And not everybody is going to want to do business with every business, but are you excluding People, I mean, are you saying, uh, you know, we sell dresses, but not for fat, ugly people? Well, I'm not going to shop there. I'm not fat, but I might be ugly. So I'm going to shop there. Uh, I'm not going to shop there if I don't feel welcome. Um, But then again, if you don't have something for everybody, don't say you do, you know, Uh, just think about how you're making how you're excluding people. Another thing is how does it look? Did I get the right straight to the information that I wanted when I did a search? Does your tweet actually, does the content of your tweet actually take me to a place where I get more about that exact information or am, am I going to have to dig through your site for it? Um, a couple yep. of little stats I threw up there that go along with this is user experience: is How fast is your site loading? Um, I've seen WordPress sites that literally take 17 to 30 seconds to load. Uh, If I wasn't Mm -hmm. about to start working on those, I would just (laughs) click away. (laughs) Uh, 47% of site visitors expect a site to load in two seconds or less, Mike. Two seconds or less.
2: So, you know, you mentioned New York Times. Also, uh, I was going to say Forbes does exactly the same thing. They put up Mm -hmm. a a quote while, and I, (laughs) I forget, maybe it's a series of quotes, but while I think their site is loading in the background, Mm-hmm. So it just buys them time because maybe they have a heavy loading site. Not sure, but I'm wondering if that – yeah, but yeah, I, most everybody else in the world don't do that. Um, you're not Forbes, you're not New York Times, but yeah, your site should load in, let's say, two seconds or less. I'm going to mm-hmm. say, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, same for me, especially if I'm on my phone. Um uh, I just don't want to sit there and hold my phone. You know if I'm on my computer, I can click on the link and then do something else while I'm waiting, but uh yeah. Just overall user experience, the content, the tone that you set, the words that you use. Have somebody else look at your stuff before you send it out. And that's one thing that entrepreneurs are horrible about. They think they've got this great idea and it can it's the only idea and nobody can possibly have a better idea because it's my business, it's my baby, yada yada. Yeah, have somebody else look at it. Trust me, <laughs> it's going to make a difference. Just have a friend read it. Somebody that you can trust to say, uh, you know what, Mike? I don't know. That's a little, uh, that's a little hippy sounding there for me. I, I, I don't know. I, I think you <laughs> might want to. <laughs> I use Mike and hippy because that's funny. Um, <laughs> but think about the words that you're using too. Are they? And I'm talking about the words in social media, in, in social posting and advertising and your, and your profile. Uh, are they inviting? Are they exclusionary? Have somebody read it for you. How do you finish that, that up, Mike? Thought. I think I've, I've said all the words I can about it.
2: Yeah, I, I really like the idea of second eyeballs. I think that's a, a wonderful thing. Um, and I have to think about mine. I, I tend to throw a little humor in my stuff. But then I also get a little snarky sometimes, and if <laughs> you were to see some of my tweets, maybe you'd say, this is a snarky guy, and I don't want to deal with him.
1: Yeah, I never do that. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, snark is something, if you know the person and you're in a in a uh, business relationship with them, uh, yeah, maybe you can kind of get it. But from the outside looking in, you don't actually know that it's snark. You might think the guy's just an absolute Jerk. So, yeah, if you've got ideas on that, you know, how to how to make your business more of a point of light uh, in in social media. It's uh, I hate to use the term mosquitoes and moths, but that's what we are when it comes to things like that. And we'll be attracted towards the light. Uh, Just don't hit us with the electric shocker when we get there. Thank you very much. All right, Mike, you ready for a game of rapid fire to wrap the show up? Ooh, cool.
2: Yes, I am.
1: All right, let's 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 see how we do this now, because I just put these notes together while you were talking a little while ago, and I really don't know how I'm going to answer. So i tell you what. I'll go first, and uh, you can follow up. How's that? Okay. All right. Sure. So when is the last time I changed my device password? Um, I don't remember. It was probably in the last 12 months, but I'm going to change it today because I didn't even think about it. How about you, Mike Mueller, your main device?
2: Ooh. Well, main device would be my, I'm going to say my MacBook Pro, and I don't think I've ever changed it, but I have a very complicated password. Cell phone? I change it every time I get a new cell phone. Yeah, me too.
1: Uh, we got time for one more here. Uh, have you ever pen tested your own home office network? uh yeah regularly (laughs) i don't even need the timer
2: mike i got okay i got three pens i have no idea what pen tested means
1: (laughs) have you ever penetration tested your own home office network can i can you can anyone break into your home office network
2: uh doors wide open baby come on yeah uh
1: one more have you ever brute force attacked your own websites? Uh, yep. And Mike Mueller's too. Uh, how about you, Mike?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: no, I haven't, but plenty of other people
1: have. <laughs> I have, and I sent you the results. Remember, it was uh, maybe four or five years ago. <laughs> I do. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, what well, have we got to finish it up here, Mike? Uh, I know you're about to head out on the road, so uh, travel safe, but parting words.
2: I'm going to say let's bring up your fourth point. I'm looking at the notes now. What is your favorite welcoming phrase? How in the world can I help you?
1: That's a good one. I like that. You know what? We're going to be back next week, and uh, I know Mike will be here. I'll be here. So
0: have a good one. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio. With your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com.